This is More Than Therapy Podcast More Than Therapy This is More Than Therapy More Than Therapy Podcast This is More Than Therapy More Than Therapy Podcast This is More Than Therapy Podcast Thank you so much for having me today. It's good to finally see you again virtually. Yes, it is. We'll have to get together outside of this as well. Um, so we're all friends from law school um, back at NCCU Central. And Lupita is one of the biggest positivity supporters I've ever seen. Um, so tell me more about how you got started with that. Yeah, so um, really, I think it's been a journey since I was very little. I'm one of five kids and I'm the middle child. So as I was growing up, everyone around me seemed to always want to be in conflict with one another. And I was always trying to resolve the conflict. And my family would joke around and say, oh, there she goes, just trying to save the world again. And they would make it a joke. But it was just the type of person that I was. I just wanted us all to get along. So since I was little, I kind of started with that. And um, then, you know, during middle school and high school, as you're growing, as you're changing, I started to let that piece of me go because I realized that not everybody saw that being connected to your emotions and wanting to unite people was something that was very popular back then. So I changed a little bit and then it took some time for me to refine myself and realize that being connected to my emotions is a powerful thing and me wanting to unite our communities is a beautiful thing as well. So I literally reconnected with my childhood self again and that's when I got a chance to meet you and you realized (laughs) you saw all of the positivity in me, but it was a journey because I had let that go for quite some time, but I'm glad that you came into my life at the time you did so you could see the best version of me. (laughs) It was definitely a fun time Um, and you, you went to school for psychology prior to that, correct? Yes, yes, I loved it. That's awesome. Um, so how would you say um, that positivity and everything you know you learned from law school affected your life now um, from, from psychology to the school of law to current? Yeah, so, so it definitely has been... Um, you know, just a learning, a learning experience. But, you know, one of the things I really valued about psychology was really understanding how we can connect with people and how we can get a chance to learn about their story. And to me, that was like the the most important thing. And then, of course, within psychology, we learned a little bit about dreams. And, And for me, dreams have always been something that are very close to my heart because I believe that dreams have a very deep insight into how we're doing with our current self. So, you know, I really focused when I was in psychology, I focused on the dream world and trying to understand what dreams mean to us. Then as I went into law school, you know, one of the things I learned there was that I think that I could have done better with this. And I think many of our classmates would have done better with positive reinforcement. You know, something I noticed at law school, and maybe this is, you know, across the board, and and this isn't trying to nitpick it, folks, but I think something that is worth mentioning is that I did not see a lot of positive reinforcement. I almost saw it as I stepped into the classroom, there was this essence of fear. We were so fearful, and we were taught to 
to somewhat be fearful and be careful how you say it and, and what you say because the professor is going to really be picking at you. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, you know, that that did not um, invite me to be open. That didn't invite me to be okay with making mistakes. I wanted to be so perfect. And I think many of us did. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. So law school really helped me see that, helped me see that we could all benefit from a little bit of positive reinforcement and just being more open about how we're teaching, uh, teaching our kids, right? So, so I think all of that has led me to where I am now. And now I'm in a place where I enjoy writing books, right? And I focus specifically on children's books right now, simply because I think that's a really great way to connect with our kids as they're young and start implementing these you know, positive ideas uh, with them when they're little. And one of the things that I talk about a lot in my books is the significance of being in love, being in unity and being at peace with the self. So I really mm -hmm. focus on that. And the children's books, I think also help unite families because one of the things that I notice is that oftentimes you don't hear so much about children um, being read to by their parents. You know, it's it's very few. Whenever right. I was little, yeah, whenever I was little, my parents didn't really read to me, and and that's a whole immigration story within itself, and and all of that. But there's so much value to it now, and I think that that's also why I focus so much on children's books. Uh, so I'll pause there because I know I just kind of said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> the more information, the better. Like, um, I completely agree with you. There's not a lot of reading to children going on um, these days. I actually do the same as well. Um, so it, it's really hard in this day and age, I think, with, you know, not even just single moms. It's now families, you know, with two, two income households. Nobody has time, you know, and there is a lot of pressure on school, um, college, master's degrees, PhDs, even bachelor's degrees. You know, like you said, the pressure is really on. And so by the time mom gets home or dad gets home, the time to read, especially with, you know, oh, they have a phone. They can just do that so they fall asleep. You know, I think um, reading to your child does help. Um, it helps their grammar. It helps their brain. It gives them also a emotional security, um, you know, because at birth we're taught, you know, skin to skin contact, right? So, you know, that close contact when you're reading to your child, it's not just about the book. It's about being together and that love that, you know, will imprint on them forever, you know? So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that someone else feels that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you make a lot of good points in that, Jess, because um, I, I think it's so significant to just carve out a little bit of time to have that one-on-one -on -one with your child or your, or your children. And it, it's so beautiful it being through a book because, like you said, you're teaching them about grammar, you're teaching them to read, but then more importantly, you're constructing that family unity within that exercise. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. You put that so beautifully. Thank you. Um, who would you say, you know, right now would be your biggest supporter? I mean, through all of this, um, because I know that there was some, you know, disconnect at some point. Um, but who was the one person, the one constant that has helped you kind of find yourself? Oh, that's, uh, that's a big question. And it's making me a little teary eyed now that I'm. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, but in a good way, in a good way. Um, you know, when I was little, we had to write, we had to write a story of who we admired, who we looked up to. 
And when I was really little, if you can believe it, I um I put nobody. I put nobody because there there was a time in my childhood where my parents were so busy. They were so busy because you know we immigrated to this country and their main job was to work and to get us fed essentially, right? So right. so whenever they asked me that as a child, I didn't see what a gift my parents were giving me. I didn't have an answer back then. But now that I'm older and now that I've been, you know, on this journey of writing my children's books and getting my message out there of love, unity and peace, the biggest supporter have been my parents, you know, both of them. And it's such a like amazing turn of events for me because now I see all of the things that they did for me as I was little growing up until now. And, um, you know, it's funny because my mom specifically she she's one of those people that you know she'll ask me what is your next goal what is your next dream and i'll tell her what it is and she's just so sweet about it because she always says to me you know you've thought about it so now it's it's a reality you're essentially already creating it because it's already in your mind so you just have to accept it and allow the universe to help you and once i decided to really accept that thinking that train of thought things started happening in that way for me So I really do thank my mom specifically because she's always been one of those people. So if you think I'm positive, she is even more positive <laughs> if you can believe that. So so I would have to say her and my dad, but with a little asterisk my my mother. That is beautiful. Um and you know com com when you talk about how, you know, nobody really kind of thought that you know the positivity and everything was great when you were you know younger and now they see it that's that's such a good story i love that um you know i didn't mean to make you cry no it's okay <laughs> at least you're smiling too <laughs> i get emotional um, you know that's one of the things that i'm okay with because before i wouldn't allow myself to, to feel these things right kind of boot them out mm -hmm. but now i'm okay with it so so really it's um it's a way to heal and to grow so i'm okay with that i i appreciate you <laughs> that is so awesome i love that um so as far as like dream interpretation um So how do you believe that dream interpretation or having dreams, you know, you know, because when you think of dreams, some people think of nightmares when you think of dreams, some people think of, you know, the, the rainbows and the puppies. And then, you know, some people say they don't dream at all, which yeah. is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I know I had a weird dream last night and I'll probably be contacting you later. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I am one of those people that sometimes I don't dream. I think I just kind of go off into a coma and that's it. Um, but um, how would you say that um, since you took psychology, how do you feel like dream interpretation um, kind of goes hand in hand with mental health in your opinion? Absolutely. It's so connected, you know, and one of the things that I find interesting is that during psychology, we just focused on two main ways to look at dreams. And it was for a short period of time. That was Sigmund Freud's view and then Jung's view. And, you know, Sigmund Freud often focused so much on the sexualization of the dreams and what mm -hmm. that meant at that level. And then Jung did use um, kind of symbolism, right? But the way that I perceive it is that I believe that every single person has their own dream language. Now, the reason that I say that is because everyone has their own individual experiences, their own culture, their own um, ancestral lineage, right? And I think that all of that is carried on through ourselves, through our energy, through everything. So 
If I have a particular dream, let's say that I see a, a spider in a particular dream. Well, if I'm a person that is fearful of spider spiders, excuse me, and has always been fearful, then this dream is going to be somewhat of a fearful message for me. But now, if the dreamer is somebody who is intrigued by spiders and enjoys them or, or likes them, then this dream is going to have a completely different meaning for them. And that's just a very simple, very simple example of how one symbol can mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things that I tell people <clears throat> is that dreams literally are a check-in with the self. So, for example, I'm in waking state. I'm interacting with my friends. I'm interacting with people at work, and I'm in various situations that at times can be uncomfortable. All of that is within the self. All of those emotions that I feel are within myself. And when I go to sleep at night, literally, my self, my subconscious shows me images shows me feelings it basically shows you this is how we're doing in dream state right so dream state essentially is just a check-in with the self it'll let you know by the dreams and by the feelings and um, symbols that you see it's basically saying this is how we're doing right now and if we ignore this piece of ourselves then we're ignoring a whole half of ourselves because whenever we're in waking state we're going through all these different interactions and dream state is trying to show us hey this is how we're doing right now if I ignore this, then I'm essentially ignoring a huge chunk of myself. So ever since I was little, I always paid attention to my dreams because I started noticing that not only were they reflecting how I was doing in the moment, but then eventually they started showing me possibilities of the future. Okay. The dream would say, if everything happens the way it is currently, this is a potential future that can exist for you. So everyone has the ability to have dreams and to connect with themselves through dream interpretation but it's like anything else if we're not taught um it when we're little it's going to be more of a challenge and i like to explain it in this way when we're little um let's say we're learning english or spanish any language first we have to learn the letters we learn you know the alphabet then we start constructing sentences words etc right after that we start speaking so it's the same thing with your dream language if you've ignored this information since you were little now you've got to go back and see okay what does my dream look like do i have dreams can i recall them number one and if i can am i seeing images is it a storyline is it more symbolic everyone has an individual dream language and the more connected you are and understand what your dreams mean what that means is that you are more connected with the self you're more understanding what is going on within you so so for me they've always been a place to get information to be guided and then of course a place for dream exploration and we can talk a little bit about that later but oftentimes you can explore different things within a lucid dream and this gives you the opportunity to grow and to heal especially if you've got um, you know certain things from childhood maybe traumatic experiences that you need healed dream state is a perfect place to do this because it's it's sort of um it's sort of a safe place to explore these things and to heal. It's a little bit easier to do these things here than it is for us sometimes in waking state. Because in waking state, you know, the ego is awake. We're afraid of maybe what other people will think or say, etc. But dream state offers you this safe place to explore these kinds of things. Um, wow, that is so cool you know a lot of people do not think to think about their dreams as part of their self you know as as children we're taught that dreams don't really mean that much you know no at least me growing up no one told me oh well that's you know it means this or that it was oh you just had a nightmare you're fine <laughs> or you know oh well that's a cool dream um but you know it really does and and i agree that it 
completely connects you with yourself. I believe that dreams mean something to each person. Um, so that is really cool. Um, how did you get the inspiration for your book? Um, and, and what is the magic of Mexico? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so before I answer that piece, um, you said something really important about nightmares, how when we're little, sometimes parents say, don't worry about it. It's just a nightmare. Well, that is really important because when a child or even an adult has a nightmare, that nightmare essentially is just a loving alert from the self, letting them know, look, this is something that we need to heal. This is something we need to pay attention to. So if a child brings up a nightmare to us and we tell them to ignore it, what we're doing there is we're causing a disconnect with the self. The dream is here to try to provide guidance. And if we shut it out, then the child is used to shutting it out. They grow up, they don't listen to their dreams. And then later they wonder, you know, why do I feel disconnected? Why don't I feel that guidance, that unity with the self? Well, it's because we weren't taught it when we were little. So I wanted to make sure to to bring that up. So that way, if viewers are listening, and especially their Mm -hmm. kids say, hey, I had a nightmare. Well, let's explore that together. Let's see um, what the connection is within dream state or excuse me, within waking state, because the dream will always reflect something that is going on with you in waking state that maybe you haven't dealt with or maybe you still need to heal. So I wanted to add that. But um, okay, let me move on to your question about the Lupita <laughs> and the magic of Mexico. So this book, this book was, um, was my first book. And the way that it happened was, it was actually during law school. I was going through a really tough time, Jess, and I, um, you know, I, I didn't really know what to do. It's like I was in law school because I was told this is where you need to be. You know, this is what you need to do. And I so much listened to those people around me that I just forced myself to be there. Um, but I felt a little bit lost underneath it all. And one day I was on my computer and I'm just like, you know what, today I'm not going to do any homework. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like literally surf the web, which is something I hadn't done in forever. Um, And then I decided to open up a Word doc. I opened up the Word document. And then in that moment, I felt and I got the name of Lupita and the magic of Mexico. And I was like, wow, that sounds really pretty. But I didn't know what that was. So I decided to just write it down. And then, you know, then I left the title there for it must have been months. I left the title there for months. And then I came to another point where I was feeling disconnected again and didn't know what to do. So I go back to that word document and I kid you not, in that moment, the whole book of Lupita and the Magic of Mexico, literally, I just wrote it right then and there. And it felt like such a connection with the universe that I never really felt before. I've always felt this connection in dream state, but never so much in waking state. So this was a moment where I felt like these kinds of worlds connected within me. And it was such a moment of unity. And as I wrote this book, I felt really peaceful, really connected. And it brought a lot of tears to me because um, what the book ended up being about was about a little girl who goes back to Mexico with her mother, right? They go back to Mexico to see their grandmother. And in real life, you know, I hadn't seen my grandmother in 28 years and my mother hadn't seen her in the same amount of time. So this book was a way to kind of heal that, to say, you know what, I can't go see her in real life because of immigration, because of various things, but I can create this story that can provide some healing and can provide some loving unity for me and my family. So that's why I wrote this. And the magic of Mexico to me 
is the passion for family and for unity. You know, something that I've seen about my culture, about my family, is that regardless of what happens, regardless what country you're in, family unity is something that is at the root of us, right? That is something that we are very passionate about and we very much believe in. So this little book came out of that. And one of the cool things, and and this is something that I talk about often, is that, you know, when you write something down, when you write something down and you literally tell the universe, like, this is something I desire, this is something I want, the universe, your guides, whatever energy you connect with will help you make it happen. And I say that because after I wrote this book, I actually got the opportunity to go to Mexico with my mother. And we saw our grandmother, my grandmother, after 28 years. So we had a beautiful reunion. I took the book to her. It was like a whole thing. Everybody got super emotional. But <laughs> it, yeah, but it was so magical because it was like, the unity, everything was like coming together in that moment. And I was just, you know, over the moon, it literally felt like a dream to me. And, um, I truly believe that when, when we start deciding that, Oh, this gets me, this gets me emotional. But once we decide that we are worthy of that dream of that goal that we want in life, once we decide that we're worthy of it, all of a sudden things begin to line up for us. And if we're awake enough, if we're open enough to receive these loving messages, we start taking the right steps in that direction. And then your dream literally is presented before you in waking state. So for me, this book was a book of healing, but more importantly, uh, the magic to me of Mexico is that love and unity that that we like to keep across our families. It's so beautiful. I, you know, in this day and age, it's really hard to keep that unity between families, um, you know, even between friends too. Um, I, I feel like everybody's so busy and that unity, the fact that you could go back to Mexico and find that, that is absolutely beautiful. I love that. Um, what would you say your favorite um, thing about Mexico other than that was? I'm just curious now because now I'm going to have to go to Mexico. <laughs> oh, nice. So my favorite thing is just talking to the people. I um, I literally make friends anywhere that I go. <laughs> And I just genuinely like to hear people's stories. There was this one man that um, he was selling candies. Like he had this big basket of a whole bunch of candies. And I just remember asking him, like, like, how did you decide to sell candies? Like out of all things. And he said that he always wanted to provide some sweetness in the world. And he's like, what better way than to just literally grab a bunch of candies and sell them? And he told me that he made so many friends doing that. And that was like a family business. They all sold candies like across the town. So for me listening to those stories is like that's the biggest gift that's the biggest gift and whenever I would go over there it's terrible because like I'll stop and I'll like have a full-blown conversation with a stranger and then my family's like are you coming it's time to go and I'm like yes but I'm just trying to finish this up real quick so yeah so if you go just make friends with people and and hear their stories and then of course they'll want to hear yours too they'll want to know why you're down there what are you looking for what are you trying to explore and they're very helpful so so it's definitely that connection with people that's so awesome so do you feel like um you've and you've marketed your book in mexico as well as here correct yeah so it's in spanish and in english it is. That's a good point. Yes, I have it in English and in Spanish, and both of the books offer highlights, so that way you can learn a little bit of the other language. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I feel like Spanish is a great uh, language to learn. Um, I'm now fluent, but I remember like not being able to understand anything um, in you know my 
um, if I met someone who was from Mexico, I could not speak with them. And I remember that. And now, you know, when I go into any kind of um, mart to go shopping or carniceria for meat, I can just go in there and it, you know, you do see the unity because I feel like there is a disconnect with that too. Even just the language barrier creates a disconnect. And it, it's funny how sometimes it also creates a little bit of lack of trust as well. And so, you know, I, I feel like here and in Mexico, slowly everyone is evolving towards, you know, just loving each other again. I believe COVID actually did do a little bit of good. I feel like we are all in this together, right? So um, the unity I can see happening, it's just very slow. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But that's a really good point, though, because you're right. Once you can um, speak the language, it's like a it's a quicker way of making that connection. And, right. and as soon as you speak it, I'm sure people are like, oh, my gosh. And they're so happy to know yes. they were able to communicate with them. So that's mm-hmm. wonderful. That's great. <laughs> yes. Well, I am so happy to see like how far you've came, um, you know, since law school. I felt the same way. Um, there was definitely a stigma when you walked into a classroom. Um, and I feel like every law school may be that way, you know, it, it may not be just where we went, but, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, just like so, there are some doctors who, you know, don't believe in spirituality, you know, because they're, they're just by the books, you know, but, you know, the thing about, every, you know, the world now is getting that unity that you are spreading, regardless of how all of us believe. I think that is really important. And I, I praise you in that because, not a lot of people have have the willpower to keep going because the negativity ends up sh- overshadowing them um, because there's so much negativity out there as well. Um, so I thank you so much for your time. Um, definitely go and buy um, The Magic of Mexico, Lupita Inspires um, for Instagram. Um, check her out. She is absolutely one of the most positive, amazing people I've ever met personally. And, um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to um, to let people know that, you know, if you're having dreams, if you're having nightmares, whatever it is that you're having, but, but don't ignore that piece of yourself because that's literally yourself just trying to give you a loving message. And the more that we listen to this, the more united we're going to be with ourselves and the easier it will be for you to start creating the things that you want in waking state. So um, I will say this uh, last thing, if you want to connect with me during some of my lives, I do lives on TikTok every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And that's where we really talk about our dreams. We have a whole dream team there. So it'll be really fun if folks want to connect with us on there as well. Awesome. Well, I know I might, I might join. Yeah, <laughs> dream team. That is in. awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you again for your time. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And again, go out and buy her book. Um, her website is lupitainspires.com. And um, I'll see you later. Thank you, <laughs> it's so good to see you. Yes, so good to see you. All right. Bye. Bye.